Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, September 14th, special teams coordinator Michael Clay spoke to the media. Hey, coach. Thanks for taking the time today. What's going on? How are y'all doing? Another beautiful day. We'll get started here with Mike Kay and then Dave Zangaro. Mike, I know how much you care about gunners. I know I always bring it up, but uh, Andre uh, made it. Uh, Andre C made a, a really nice play the other day. He went out of bounds and kind of uh, told his teammate he couldn't touch the ball. How do you prepare guys for that scenario? And is there like a certain thing they're supposed to say or, or a certain signal they're supposed to do to let another player know, hey, look, I, I can't touch this ball? Yeah, Andre did a textbook job. Uh, and it all starts really with Tyler Brown. Uh, he works with the Gunners uh, almost one-on-one, -on -one, especially with AC coming in off a short week. Tyler did a heck of a job getting him ready for that. And as you saw in the film, like, he was pointing at the ball, and that's an indication like, hey, I went out of bounds. I can't touch it. And Zach did a, a heck of a job racing over, making sure he picked it up and, you know, giving the ball to the referee, knowing like, hey, all right, AC went out. Now I got to go uh, pick up this ball as, as it lies on the ground. So AC did a heck of a job uh, understanding the rules. That's just really good football IQ right there. Uh, and Zach did a wonderful job picking it up, securing it, and helping our, our defense give him a long field. And it, it really helps the team in flipping the field right there. Go ahead, Dave, and then Bo. And Michael, obviously Aaron didn't have any uh, game experience in the NFL before Sunday. How did you think he did? And, and how did you know he was ready for that without ever seeing it? I thought Aaron did a, a phenomenal job, just like everybody else uh, that we that we had out there. I thought everyone played hard. They did what they were supposed to do. They were uh, assignment savvy. Aaron did a heck of a job. And I, I kind of felt this from one the first day I met Aaron and working with him, you know, first time working on rookie minicamp, but, you know, Aaron's a different type of person in terms of he he's not a rookie in terms of the age. Like he's not 21, he's not 22. He's 28. He he's dealt with real life situations. So it was never any nerve things I was worried about with him. He he always comes ready to to prepare Wednesday, Thursday when we have our big punt days. Um and it just it just paid off and I'm just really happy for him. I know he's been re uh, working really hard to get to this spot, um, his first real NFL game. And, you know, he really performed to the level that we all know he can. And there is still some things he could get better at. Um, and he and he knows that. And that's the best part about it is he's going to be able to build off this game and hopefully keep getting better and better. And, you know, this uh, he could really be a very, very good punter in this league if he just keeps doing what he's been doing the last, you know, month and a half here in training camp in, in the first season, first week, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bo, and then Dave Spadaro. Hey, Mike, with, with Jalen Rager, what is the, uh, you know, the balance between go get the yards that are there versus, you know, sort of waiting and, and hoping to create a, a big play? Yeah, you know, Jalen, you know, did I, in my eyes, you know, the, the stats say a different story, but for him to go out there, he caught the ball great. Um, there was one ball that uh, the first punt, actually, it was short, it was dying on him, and he saved us some yards on that one, coming up with the fair catch catching it at the 20-yard line. We all, we all know if the ball bounces, you don't even know what the bounce is going to look like. So the first thing, oh, I thought Jalen did a heck of a job fielding the ball. Now we're just going to create and, and build to get better, really. Um, just understanding, you know, give what the, the, the coverage team gives you. Um, they're going to come. Uh, just keep reiterating to himself, they're going to come. They're going to come. Uh, the more times, you know, it's the small gashes, small gashes, then the big one's going to come. So him understanding that, and he was great on the field. 
understanding what, what we're trying to do. And he, he's all he's all juiced up about it. And he's going to come back out here tomorrow at practice, catch some uh, some punts from Aaron, and he's going to keep getting better and better. So with with uh, Jalen, he's just he's going to get better and better. You know, the more comfortable he is, he finally saw a real uh, live coverage team. He's going to see those lanes, and he's going to really uh, help himself with uh, gaining as much yards as possible. Go ahead, Dave, and then Martin. Michael, could you just recap what you saw and what you liked um, from Atlanta's game in terms of coverage and then give a little preview of what you're seeing from San Francisco? Thank you. Yeah, the Atlanta game, the coverage was was outstanding. Uh, we, had, we had a tall task. Uh, Cordell Patterson being a kick returner that has eight career touchdowns. We knew what was uh, against us right there, and the guys were, were running fast. They were playing hard. Being able to string them out and stop them inside the 20 was a huge thing for us. Then with Avery Williams, you know, he's a rookie, um, from Boise State, kind of a, a later round draft pick, but we all knew what he was. Um, he had a pretty prestigious career at Boise State returning, so we all knew what we had to do there. And the guys did a heck of a job with AC going out there uh, shooting, trying to make a tackle, then Alex getting down there. Um, JJ did a heck of a job coming from his wing spot with TJ to get on a combined tackle. So the coverage units, you know, we always want to be one of the better coverage units to help flip the field for our defense. So we were really proud of how they came out and played. Um, and as for this week, the, the message is still the same. We got to help our defense give a long field with our coverage. We're going to keep on doing that. Um, and we have all the respect, you know, coming from San Francisco. They, they still got some very good returns. Brandon Ayuk, Muhammad Sanu, Ambry Thomas. They, they got some guys that have some speed that we need to be ready for. And uh, we're doing our best as coaches to get these guys ready for our coverage units um, to get them going and have a good game plan for them. Go ahead, Martin, and then Ed. Hey, Mike, um, when we, we talked to you last week, you said you weren't going to, you know, you weren't ready to tell us who your kick and punt returners were going to be. And obviously we saw on Sunday. So I was just kind of wondering, like, you know, what led to the decision to use, you know, Quez and, and, and Jalen Rager? And, and is there a point, does there ever come a point during the game where, like, either one of those guys or, or, or Nick Sirianni might come to you and say, hey, those guys have been out on the field a lot lately, you know, go with somebody else, anything like that? Uh, you know, it, it's a collective effort on who we want to put out there from myself, Coach Sirianni, and all that. Um, and we'll talk about it if we want to, you know, change it up. And that's why it's our job to get other guys ready. And we do have other guys capable of being returners, which is great. Um, but we felt like the first first week going in, Quez and Jalen were, were our best options. And it may be like that for the rest of the year. It may, it may not. Um, but that's where we have to come and get these guys ready with the game plan, um, play multiple positions to have these guys uh, play at the highest possible uh, mark they can. So it's it's on us as coaches to do that. But uh, when we have those conversations, we'll have them. But for the most part, I thought both Quez and Jalen did a, a really good job really commanding the field, fielding the balls, and trying to get as much as they possibly can. But it's not just them. It's the other 10 guys. It's us as coaches getting them in the right spot. All right, we'll take a few more here. So go ahead, Ed, Mike, and Bo. Hey, Mike, um, just about Jalen Rager. What is it that, that kind of you like about him and what put him at the top of the, you know, the list to be the top punt returner? Um, you know, obviously from his TCU days, he was very explosive. Obviously, you guys can see on, on that fourth quarter uh, bubble screen, you see the explosiveness. So to have a, an athlete like that in open space, it puts, you know, added stress on the coverage unit and it puts added stress on on the opposing punter. Um but once again, it, it, it goes back to what we like as a game plan and what's going to help us. One, if 18 could get it ready and he starts gashing guys, it gets into the it gets into the game plan for the opposing team. But also, you know, 
one punt that really stood out to me was uh, they were at their 30, uh, their 19, and JJ came under on a rush to really affect it. And Jalen did a heck of a job communicating. So that was a big, you know, a big step for him to communicate, get everybody out so that the ball doesn't hit us out right there. So once again, with Jalen, he's been getting better and better with his communication skills, with commanding the, the punt return team. And we all, the other players know, if we get all these guys blocked up, he can make a big play. Go ahead, Mike, and then Bo. Mike, with, with your background with Richard Hightower and obviously Mitch and Robbie, how much can that help you formulate a plan for both the punt and kick return games because you know the way that they're going to attack? You know, I have nothing but great respect for, for, for Hightower. I mean, he's taught, I've worked with him for four years, and he taught me so much from the ins and outs of the game, situational type things, even with Robbie and Mitch. Those guys, you know, Robbie's been kicking forever, and he's been a, a heck of a kicker. And Mitch being around him so much, um, it it allows me to know what may happen, but you never know what's going to happen on any given week. Um, I have a little bit of familiarity with their personnel, which helps uh, helps out, you know, our, our game plan for them. Um, but regardless, you know, we're going to go out there and prepare like, like any other week. You know, it's uh, a very, you know, intriguing matchup knowing that me and Hightower are very familiar with each other. But we're also going to go out there, play with good discipline, good techniques, and fundamentals to get out there and put our, our guys in the best spot uh, with our game plan. You brought up last week how Raheem was a guy that you really kind of circled as, as a gunner. He's not going to play in this game. How big of a loss is that for them? You know, uh, kudos to Raheem. Um, he's worked his way from undrafted free agent to special teams ace to now starting running back. So, from a special team standpoint, that's all we want as a coach to have a special teams guy be a starter. Um, but they got Trent Sherfield, and he he was a really good gunner in Arizona. Um, so we're really excited about that matchup. And in the NFL, you're going to get good good gunners week in and week out. So we're going to have our, our hands full with Trent and Ambry Thomas on the backside, who has great speed. Um, so we're not going to take this game any lightly than we were last week or years past or who their personnel is. We're going to respect every opponent the same way and be ready for them because they you know this is the nfl and everyone gets paid to make plays and these guys can't make some plays out there if they are, are slept on all right last one here with Bo. mike just curious what your like back and forth has been with you know your buddies in san francisco have, have you uh have, have you talked has there been like light smack talk heading into the game yet <laughs> no i wouldn't say uh, any smack talk. i get more more of the smack talk from my my friends from back home more than anything else there's always been a great respect. I, you know, I owe the whole 49ers organization a lot, um, starting with the, with the Dr. York and Jed, you know, allowing me one to start my career there in six or kind of continue my career there in 16 and keep me on with Kyle and Kyle holding me on working with special things and uh, strength and with high tire and, and all the way down like that whole organization has treated me well. So there's always going to be a respect factor with it. Um, so most of the smack tops coming from my friends more than anything else. But from that, uh, from you know, there's light text here and there, just making sure everyone's doing all right with the injuries. I mean, they they got hit with a, a tough one with Jason Verrett, who I have you know the utmost respect for. Same with Raheem; those guys come in every day and, and have a, a great mindset to help the younger guys. So uh, it's unfortunate for them to get hurt, but there's no uh, light smack talk or anything like that. It's just you know, hey, how you doing? Good pleasantries. See you on Sunday. Then we'll see how it unfolds uh, on Sunday. All right, thanks for the time, Coach. Thank you all.
For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.